Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Again, onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepasswordcom slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter uplift desk a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work and that's just the beginning of what uplift desk has to offer with an emphasis on ergonomics and customization uplift desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals whether you're coding designing or podcasting like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. This episode of the Productivity Podcast is brought to you by Blinkist. Now, I've been using Blinkist forever. It's the only app that takes the best key takeaways, need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and then condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them anywhere at any time that you want. I've got a special offer for Blinkist that we'll get to during the show, so stick around to get that. This episode of the Productivity Podcast is also brought to you by the University of California, Irvine's Division of Continuing Education. If you're trying to start a new career, build a company, or better develop an appreciation of the world around you, UCI Division of Continuing Education has the resources needed to support your undertaking. I'll have more to say about the UCI Division of Continuing Education during the podcast, so stick around. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, the founder of Productivityist, and I am really excited to have Mary Shores joining me on the show today. She's the author of Conscious Communications. We're going to talk about conscious communications on this show and how to communicate consciously. Uh, Mary, to give you a bit of background on her, she uh, spends her career as an author, speaker, and entrepreneur. She's generating positive and pragmatic solutions for people who are freaking out So Mary blends personal experience with her extensive knowledge of neuroscience and human behavior to guide businesses and individuals to defeat the freak out and create their ideal life. We dive into that, all the stuff that goes on inside of her book. We we spend a a particular amount of time diving into that. So let's just get to it. Uh, Here is my conversation with Mary Shores here on the Productivity is Podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Mary Shores to the Productivity is Podcast. Mary, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. So I love it when I can get a guest who is, uh, one of the things I always do before I get into a, a call or an interview with a guest is I always ask how to pronounce their last name. And first off, I didn't ask that. I made the assumption. It is Shores, right? It's not Shores or anything like that, is it? <laughs> you got it right the All first right. time. All right. Uh, you are the author of the book, Conscious Communications, your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And and one of the things that we we talked about before we started the interview as well as we, you know it's it's mentioned through the, in your book is is the effect that Tony Robbins has had on you and one of the things we I'd like to get into a little bit is um how how that going to his events and how and how his work is kind of um, was one of the one of the things that kind of affected you. Um, it, I want to get into the rest of your journey as well, but because uh, it, it Tony Robbins's work has definitely impacted me as well. So how did that? How did that that work of his? How did his 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 journey kind of impact yours? Well, in so many ways, and and still continues to do to do so to this day. So I would say that this goes back to 2005. You know, the world had not really heard of Tony Robbins at this point. And I was at a business meeting, like a business networking meeting. And my buddy, he goes, I've, I've planned this outrageous life for myself and I'm going to this Tony Robbins event. And he went on and on about this event. And I really was like, well, I want to have an outrageous life too. 
So I bought a ticket for myself and my husband, who's now my ex-husband. We went to the event and I found it really particularly life-changing. And I love talking about it because, um, you know, I, I feel like I was still super young and impressionable because it was 2005. But the concepts that I learned at Tony Robbins, I was able to immediately go back to my life and go back to my my office and implement certain things. And, you know, when you go to like a 50 hour seminar, because that's what this, you know, unleash the power within an event is like, it's like 50 hours in four days, you get bombarded with so much information. And I remember very clearly that I just took like the main takeaways and applied them. And one of those things was like, always know your outcome. And another one, which is a very similar type of concept is what you focus on grows. And just with those two things, I increased my business revenue 34% in the first year alone. I ended up, you know, it, it basically planted all the seeds of what is now happening in my life in 2018. So for me, it was, uh, you know, just the idea. And, and, and I think a lot of people, when I, when I first came across him, it was same thing. I think only night owls really knew who he was because the infomercials were on really late at oh, night. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, he's, he's created a lot of stuff. I mean, I still look, I look over to my right here on my bookshelf and, and the one book that I have of his that I have not looked at yet is the money one, which is probably the one I should look at. Uh, I should at least dive into that a little bit more, but the time of your life program, when you start talking about what was called OPA back then and RPM. It was kind of the one of the things that was the catalyst for me to start going down this path of of, of diving into personal productivity, and and it sounds like one of the catalysts for you to dive into this idea of conscious communications, which, um, you know, at, at face value, most people would look at this at, at the very very front, uh, you know, looking at this title page and, and the, the cover, and would go, oh, so this is how you communicate with others, but that's not entirely the case, is it? It's not just about communicating with others. In fact, there, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, the the title is kind of intriguing because one of the things that that I started to develop again with those seeds that Tony Robbins planted was um, a communication strategy that I developed at my office, which is actually called Words That Work. And it's talked about somewhat in the book. But what I did for the book was I took all these same strategies and made it more inward about your personal development instead of about your outward communications. But it really works it really works uh, both ways. And so the the business that I'm in is debt collections. And the the goal that I was, that outcome that I was looking for is that I wanted people to be happier at the end of the call than they were at the beginning of the call because like debt collections in general has a negative stigma to it. And rightly so, by the way, because debt collectors are notorious for behaving badly and being very dehumanizing to the consumers that they're trying to collect from. And so I really started getting these ideas about how I could reverse that and created this communication strategy. But everyone that was learning the communication strategy was telling me like, this is changing my life. This isn't just changing my business. This is changing my life. So it became like the perfect platform for me to create both a professional development program and a personal development program. Uh, reframing is such an important part of it. Like you said, I, 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 when I would get calls from debt collectors back in the day, I would, I would, if it was an unknown name, unknown number, in the early days of call display, I'd be like, I'm not answering that because I know it could be someone like that. And you're right. It was very antagonistic. So when you reframe kind of the way you communicate, then the, you know, what's the, the, that old, you know, that old saying, you know, the, uh, uh, you don't draw flies with uh, vinegar, you draw them with honey, right? So, um, 
I want to talk a bit about more about reframing because that's that's a common theme that we hear about with 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 Tony Robbins' work. He, he dives into it, but you had um, and this is one of the things that I, that as we were going through the book, my wife and I talked about this. But you had a a tragedy, and, and you know I, I don't want you to you can talk about it a little bit, but it's definitely something you dive into the book and uh, how you had to reframe it so that you could not just you know take take it and live with it, but just like you know. Um, move forward, right? Can you talk a little bit about how reframing things like that tragedy, you can dive into the, tra- you know, dra- dive into the incident if you want a little bit, um, but how you reframing has helped you with, with, with things of that nature that are both uh, incredibly tragic and also things that might be incredibly trivial. Oh, that's such a great spin that you just put on that last part about yeah. it because it's, you know, okay. So yeah, I do want to dive into that. So, you know, I, it's no secret that I have definitely lived through some traumas. And so there's, there's actually been more than one incident, but I've, I would say that some of the darkest times in my history have been, um, some things that some situational things that happened like with my family when I was growing up, some nothing life or death or violent or anything like that, but just some really terrible things. Also, I, early on in life, I had a daughter who passed away from a, a from a really horrific brain damage where she was basically a, a vegetable. Not when I mean really literally a be- vegetable, blind, deaf, was unable to swallow, was kept alive on life support. And also through the divorce that I went through in 2008, which was actually the thing that just about did me in and, and had to like really start over from that. So I think that one of the things that I, to give me this like bounce back factor, if you will, or this, this immense well of resilience that I've created throughout my life, it's that when you understand that traumas are rarely about the thing that happened, trauma is more understood by the residual effect that it has in your present day situation. And so when you've gone through something that, that is tragic in, in your past, reframing or like what I like to say is telling a new story will determine which fork of the road that you take. Because if you know my life story, then it's really, I should have become a statistic. Mm. Like I, I should not have, I should not have become an entrepreneur, best-selling author. You know, I should not have lived that, that life. I should have went down a very dark path, but I didn't because I was able to like understand that the most beautiful part of your story, even when these terrible things happen, the, the more empowering part and the more impactful part is in how did you move on? And so when you look at your circumstances in this way that creates you to be a victim, then you make choices that a victim makes. Your behaviors, your patterns, the way that your life is impacted on a daily basis is through this like veil or this perception of being a victim. Whereas when you look at yourself as someone who's overcome something, then you can look at yourself through a perception of empowerment. And then you're making choices that an empowered person makes. And I would say that um, that that's that that's just a very important distinction. Agreed, agreed, and and one of the things that that um that I found fascinating about about just this this idea that 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 you know those 
making those choices and embracing those things is, is people do this a lot with time too, right? They say, I don't have control over my time. There's no way that I have that. And when you have that mindset, then yeah, you won't, <laughs> you know, you just, you just are like, well, that if that's what you believe and if that's what you continue to harbor and foster and nurture. And it's funny because you hear the terms like foster, nurture, and you think, oh, those are good, soft, friendly words. But if you apply them to the wrong things, then they're only good and soft and friendly to whatever they're applied to the victimhood like you talked about or the or or anything that that is going to push you further away from the things that you really could or would like to achieve um one of the things that 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 I found in your book and it was as I was going through it I remember um it brought me back to being in London uh in in late 2017 and I was watching the movie um it was the Sylvester Stallone movie Oscar the the a terrible terrible but like guilty pleasure movie and in that movie is an actor that you talk about the chaz palmentary like uh and i hope i pronounced that right but chaz <laughs> chaz was in the film and he had a really funny he had a really great role uh, can you talk a little bit about um you know what when because you had a you had a like a, an encounter with, with chaz right like you had this 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 idea that hey you know what i can you talk a little bit about that? Because it was one of those things where I, it came, it came out in the book and I'm like, that's kind of, that, that, that kind of threw me, uh, threw me for a bit, a bit of a pattern break, I guess, uh, <laughs> kind of like a classic Tony Robbins thing too. It kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. So t- can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you didn't see that little twist coming. No. Yeah. It was, it's pretty awesome. So the town that I live in, we have a little, we have a, a film festival here, even though it's a small town, it's the hometown of the famous film critic, Roger Ebert. And so because of that, we have this like ongoing film festival and it was shortly after Roger Ebert died. I was, um, I'm a sponsor of this event through, through my company and we had the we had the movie A Bronx Tale, which is um, a really amazing movie in 1993, and it's actually a mafia, like a gangster movie. But I found this to be a life changing movie, and I'm watching it, and it and it was amazing. And at the end of the movie, the um, they all have some guests come on stage, and to like everyone's shock and amazement, the person that came out on stage was Chaz Palminteri, and he he walks out on the stage, and with his microphone. He says, hello, my name is C. Now, what's fascinating about that is the main character in the story is this character C. It's actually Chaz Palminteri's true life story. Wow. So we're, we're watching this movie. We're not understanding when we're watching it that it's a true story. It's not made up stuff. So later on, there's like this after party. And I'm at the after party and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself like, oh, I hope Chaz Palminteri walks through that door. I hope he walks through that door. And he does. But of course, like everyone swarms around him because he's a big star and I'm like a big nobody. So it's like, oh, I but I did like I made my way to introduce myself to him and shook his hand. And I said, do you think you came into this life to play this role? And Mike, that was the exact right question to ask because that man pulled me into a screening room. Mm -hmm. He left his own party and pulled me into the screening room and talked to me for the rest of the evening. He told me so many things about the movie. Like he told me all this um, inside stories about the movie. And more importantly, he looked at me and he said, in all that gangster, you know, Chaz Palminteri voice, Mm -hmm. he's like, this is no accident. This is no coincidence that we've met. We were, we were meant to 
meet and and I need to tell you these things. And it was almost like this, this just loving uncle that wanted to impart all this wisdom to me. The reason the movie was so impactful for me is one of the lines in the movie is the choices you make will shape your life forever. Yeah. And that really, the chapter that you're talking about, that really is an important part of that chapter is to understand like we, that everything we say, everything we do, every word we say, every choice we make in the thinnest, slightest moments of life is either creating deeper connections to what we want or it's driving disconnections. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? Well, it's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. All right, we're going to take a break to talk about one of our sponsors for this episode, Blinkist. Now, Blinkist is a service I've been using forever, not just to read the books to get that those takeaways in the 15-minute time frame I was talking about off the top of the show, but also to listen to them too, because sometimes I'm walking to pick up my kids from school, and I want to have something I can listen to during the 15-minute walk, and I can get the key takeaway. Sometimes I just sit down 
uh, in my office here and do the same thing. So I can kind of distill them down sitting at my desk and go, what are some of the key takeaways to figure out if I want to pick up the full version of the book or just because, you know, I've got a lot of books here that I need to read anyway. And, and to have some of these books coming at me through Blinkist, like Paul Jarvis's book, a company, the company of one it's, it's in Blinkist. Um, I really like Blinkist because in, in less than 15 minutes, I can fast track my path to a more intelligent and more informed person, which is going to help me be more developed. Uh, I learn from, you know, modern, contemporary uh, nonfiction authors. I learn from, from the classics that are in there. I mean, there's classics like, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That is in there. Those are, you know, again, uh, some of the other ones that are Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. I have Daniel Goleman's books. I do not have Emotional Intelligence. Now I can do that in there. Uh, You know, with Blinkist, I get so, so many options. Um, I've been using Blinkist for years. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, when I found out they were coming on to be a sponsor, I was elated because, you know, I know the value that Blinkist has to offer. And there's an incredible value for you, the Productivity is Podcast listener, to get for a limited time a seven-day free trial. So go to Blinkist.com slash timecraft and to get a free seven-day trial of this fantastic service. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash timecrafting, and you can start your free seven-day trial today. That's Blinkist.com slash timecrafting. You will not regret this decision because Blinkist is definitely uh, the place you want to be. Eight million people can't be wrong. It's got a massive and growing library and you want to be part of that. So again, Blinkist.com slash timecrafting. I'd like to thank Blinkist for sponsoring this episode of the Productivity is Podcast. And now let's get back to the show. You know, you look, you look at the cover and, you know, the, obviously the title, you know, and, and this is what most people do. They'll pick up a book. They'll be on Amazon right now. They've, they've gone there because they've clicked on the link in the show notes. They're like, I want to know more. And they see the, the title, they see your name. And then the, in, the, in the subtitle, harnessing the power of your words is what is the, the most bold. In fact, it's, it's even, you know, it's a different color, most bold. When you're talking about the power of words and, and how your words can kind of, you know, again, help you as you, as you shape your life and, and frame and, and create this, 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 this uh, tapestry that you're, that, you know, you can have in, in life. Um, the one that you want to, the one that you want to live. I want to know without giving away, I mean, again, people need to pick up the book, but what are some of those words that are powerful both again, and we go back to this whole idea of incredibly powerful for these, these that will help you move forward, but also ones that will turn the, the moments that might seem trivial into something more. That's a, such an amazing question. So when I think of the power of words, it's it's not as much as like I'm going to choose this word over that word, but it's the intentions and the meaning behind the words. And I really do believe that words have the power to trigger. So like when when I early on was creating my communication strategy and wanting these consumers to feel better about paying their debt because having a debt is such a psychological burden to the point where it literally builds a brick wall between a person and the life of their dreams. Just to give you like a quick example of what I mean, it's about the way you use the words. That's the important thing. So for 10 years, Mike, I had this like huge dream to publish this book. This was a 10 years dream come true. And I 
back in those days, though, I would walk around and I would say to anyone who would listen to me, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. And see, the reason words are so powerful is because they are like a mirror to your subconscious mind. And when you hear me say the words, I want to write a book, it's like you can see them written on my soul. Like I have this purpose to come here and write this book, just like Chaz. But I've got a big problem when the next words out of my mouth are, but I'm not a writer. Mm -hmm. Because those words are also revealing something from my subconscious. And what it is making me aware of is that somewhere, somehow, sometime in my past, I picked up the belief that I'm not actually capable of writing a book. And as long as that belief exists in my subconscious, no way am I writing a book. So what I have to do is figure out how to change that belief. And one of the ways that I did that, in fact, the major way that I did that was just by simply investing in myself and going to a writer's workshop. And see, at that writer's workshop, a magical thing happened because I spent a week with Cheryl Strayed, who, by the way, is an amazing writer. I mean, she her book, Wild, was turned into a movie. And she's a great writing teacher. She was my first writing teacher. At the end of that week, I... Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast, so take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan wrote a short story about my daughter who passed away in 1993. I wrote, um, it was also paralleled with raising my son who's on the autism spectrum. He's 18 now. And what it's like being a single parent of a special needs child where there's really just no rule book. And I paralleled that with my roller coaster journey as an entrepreneur. 
And at the end of the week, when I read my story to the class, no one laughed at me. No one told me I wasn't a writer. It was as, it was the opposite. People stood in line with tears to to hug me and and ask me questions. But see, what happened was that my subconscious got the evidence that it needed. That eventually, that evidence is the thing. It's the key that changed my thoughts. And when my thoughts change, well, then your your feelings about something change, and your words change, and your actions changes, and then your results change. Because within seven months of that day. I had a book deal with Hay House. All right, we're going to take a break from the proceedings once again to talk about another sponsor of the show, UCI Division of Continuing Education. That's the University of California, Irvine's Continuing Education Division. Now, it was established in 1962, and the UCI Division of Continuing Education has been offering education for adult learners in Orange County for over half a century. But you don't just have to live in Orange County to take part in any of the certificate programs or specialized study programs that UCI Division of Continuing Education offers. They maintain over 30,000 enrollments from students worldwide each year and offer hundreds of exciting courses and programs to local, regional, and global constituencies. They offer programs in a wide range of categories as well, from business to IT, healthcare, finance, and law. And courses are taught by expert instructors with industry experience, both online courses and offline courses. So courses in real, real world experiences. But the online courses offer flexibility and a real immersive classroom experience as well. So if you're trying to start a new career or build a company or even better develop an appreciation of the world around you, UCI Division of Continuing Education has the resources needed to support your undertakings. So I encourage you to check out what UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer. Spring quarter is coming up and registration is open. So visit ce.uci.edu slash podcast and enter promo code podcast for 15% off of one course. Now that discount is for almost all of the certificate programs. The exceptions only include test prep courses and some of the educational credentials programs. Remember, this offer is only valid until March. March 31st at 11.59 p.m. So visit ce.uci.edu slash podcast and enter that promo code podcast to get that 15% off while time is valid. I'd like to thank UCI Division of Continuing Education for sponsoring this episode of the Productivities Podcast. Now, let's get back to the show. It's funny. I'm, as you're talking about that, I was I'm thinking about something that um, my wife shared with me, and it was it was quite... <laughs> the words are so powerful because when I was reading something she shared with me, one of the things that 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 came out, and I'll, I'll just quickly, I'm looking at it right now, was um, someone said that they finally settled on their lifelong dream, and I'm and, and I, I read that, and I was like, that that wording just sounds incredibly off to me, and the reason it sounds off to me is that you finally settled on your lifelong dream. Is that your lifelong dream? Is it just the words that you used are incorrect? Uh, do you mean like finally achieved or finally reached? Or, I mean, there was a bunch of things that led to that point. Obviously, I'm, I'm just par I'm giving you a small snippet. So again, I, I look at that what this what this person put in writing, and I'm wondering number one, a uh, you know how is is this how they really feel? Do they miswrite it? Do are they clear on what 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 they what is this their lifelong dream? Words like you said they're so powerful. I love triggers as well. Visual ones. Like I'm I've got green lantern stuff all over my all over my uh, office. Uh, I'm looking right now at uh the Incredibles villain syndrome from the original Incredibles movie. And every time I look at them, I I think of the quote when everything is super when everyone is super no one will be, which is how I look at my tasks on my to-do list, right? Which if every task is 
important and none of them are. So I everything has meaning and and it creates this 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 story or this communication in my head. And one of the things that that all this leads to for me is I love to to uh, I love to journal and chronicle this stuff as as I go through things. I've not stopped journaling. I've I've had a, a ongoing journaling habit for the the past I would say at least four years now. I should I wish I'd started it sooner. When people are trying to reframe, rewire their brains and and, and have more conscious communications with themselves and with others, is journaling one of those things that can really, really help you? And do you journal as well? I do. And I do all different kinds of stuff. I'm a big daily practice person. You know, during our our offline chat, we were talking a little bit about James Altucher. And, you know, he's got that thing, the 10 ideas a day. Yep. And I love that, right? Like, because that grew my brain cells by at least a million or two. Like, (laughs) it was just such a fun daily practice. So I think that when in terms of journaling, it can mean so many different things for so many different people. Right. But I like to create a daily practice. And um, I think that a lot can come out of it. You know, I've heard so many different modalities, like there's no way we could go into each one of them. But I can tell you that um, for your listeners, the download that we are giving you in the link is actually a journal page where you're going to have a daily practice of every day, like three things you're grateful for, which I could like talk for hours about the neurology behind um behind gratitude. But just know that from a neurological standpoint, when you do create a daily practice of gratitude, what happens is you're really priming the neural networks in your subconscious mind that are developing to find the things in your life that are good. And before too long, you start to notice different opportunities around you, which is really cool. And the next one is that, and I do this every day, uh, it's to Write down three things every day, three moments that you're proud of, because, um, again, like everything I do is based on all of my neurological research, which which is one of the things that I love about this this work that I do in conscious communications. But when you take a moment to reminisce on a small win from the day. What's happening in your subconscious is you're actually, again, you're strengthening or you're priming that neural network to your strategic thinking abilities. Have you ever noticed, Mike, like when when the guys tell the big fish story that they caught, that fish gets bigger every time they tell the story? (laughs) Yeah, and it's not just fish stories either. There's a bunch of stories that we tell that, you know, it's like the grapevine, right? You know, as as things go down the grapevine, the story changes. And yeah, no, I, I totally get where you're going. So, but it's, it's because, you know, that's very real to them and it's, it's building something in their subconscious, which is the strategy that they use to catch the fish in the first place. And it's that strategy. That's the powerful thing. You know, it's that strategy that we want to invest in. And then the last part of that particular journal exercise is three things every day that you desire. And that that we've got the link, of course, to get that we've we've uh, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to lead into that so nicely as we get close to wrapping things up. But the one thing that I want people to take away from this book, uh, there's lots of takeaways. It's a great, you know, but uh, it's not just a book about a, a lot of books that are written that are, um, you know, uh, personal development. And I'm, I'm being I'm, put, I'm doing air quotes. No one can see this right now um, is is that there there's nothing. The action plans at the end are either non-existent or they are not consistent throughout uh you do you design this with with that 
exact opposite idea in mind. You wanted to create this, and like you talked about, you know, creating these new neural pathways, creating daily practices. Can you uh, touch on, you know, this idea of it's not just about like being inspired and motivated when you're when you're done reading this book or as you're going through this book, but some of the action plans that you've put throughout it. Yeah, so definitely. Thanks for actually, thank you for even noticing that and appreciating it because I also feel the same way. Like you can learn stuff and you can inspire yourself and motivate. You can learn different strategies, but if you don't have a way of integrating them, I really think it'll just sort of become the book of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll just be the thing that you, you put down and you don't really do much with. So in, in my book, the end of each chapter has a coaching exercise and a couple chapters even have more than one. So I'm going to teach you things. Like when I talk about reframing, framing your story, I'm actually going to teach you through a process to show you how you can do that on your own. Um, At the end of the book, is a really cool one. I call it a one page action plan. You know, I've owned a business for 20 years and I've never been able to write like a five year business plan. Instead, I write these smaller one page action plans and I do it by, this goes right back to Tony Robbins. You know, it's that end result thinking or that knowing your outcome. So I'll write down the outcome that I want and I'll reverse engineer it into this one page action plan. And it becomes a blueprint. So you can write these blueprints out for yourself in all different kinds of areas of your life. So that's actually in the last chapter of the book. And then each each one of the coaching exercises, they build on each other so that throughout the book, you're, you're building things. And at the end, you write this action plan for yourself. But you can have an action plan for a hundred different things. But once you have a blueprint for what you want to do, and I'm sure Mike, you'd back me up on this, that studies show that people who write down their goals and a plan of how they're going to achieve them are, have a higher percentage of people who achieve their goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's one of the things that, you know, it, it's Derek Sivers has this great thing about don't share your goals. That's fine. Don't share them necessarily with others, but definitely share them with yourself. Like have the plans written out, leaving them just in your head or in the ether or whatever. Like, you know, people, um, it was funny, my son and I, who, uh, and we were talking about this before we jumped into the uh, conversation as, you know, I take my kids to a lot of cool things and travel and stuff. Well, locally, they had a comic book uh, convention just up the road in a little small town called Sydney, which is on the way to the ferry to, uh, that goes from Victoria to Vancouver. And we went to this comic book show, and um, one of the uh, one of the women from Black Panther, who played one of the uh, the warriors, the the guardsmen for Black Panther, was there uh, at the at the convention. I'm like, that's cool. And she actually was the stunt woman for Okoye, who is the lead guardsman. So she was also you know involved in that regard. And uh, she was doing a presentation. Uh, I thought initially it was just like a, a Q&A, but it was actually about like her her life and how she made choices and how she ultimately got to be in Black Panther and Avenger, the new Avengers film and all that stuff. And I said to my son, I'm like, do you want to go to this? He goes, sure. I'm like, all right, well, this is cool. My seven-year-old son who, you know, I mean, he for sitting in a presentation, I don't know how well he would have been with that. Um, she talked about her journey, like the he actually counted that she went through six different careers getting to, you know, being in Black Panther. And as we're sitting there, I I always checked in. I was checking in with him like, do you want to go? And he goes, no, no. And he was like intently watching her. And she was talking about like vision boards. He goes, Dad, can we do a vision board? And I'm like, yeah, I think a vision board is a great idea. I mean, vision boards will are, are again, vision boards are great 
when accompanied with actions to make the vision boards happen, like those triggers, right? So it's just really fascinating that no matter, uh, you know, at, at, no matter what age people are at, you know, and if they're open to it, like my seven-year-old son, who's going to be eight, was like, I, you know, wow, dad, she was a wrestler and she was in Black Panther because we should do a vision board for me and for our <laughs> family. And I'm like, I'm totally, I am on board. <laughs> I am on board for this because he sat through this hour-long presentation, which I don't think a kid normally would have sat through and he was he was totally into it and it was it was a fantastic uh, so so i think that again having that like you said having that plan of action to accompany the you know the the reframing that you're putting in place the goals that you have the projects that you want to put in place if you don't have those then yeah i mean you're you're basically twisting in the wind um and and I think that's, that's kind of where we, we need to wrap up, Mary. But I want to thank you for joining me today. Conscious Communications, your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. Uh, where can people pick up this book and where can people learn more about you and follow you as your journey continues? You can find it on all the Amazons throughout the world. So wherever you're at in the world, your your Amazons also. You know, I always say, like, if you check out, if you look at the book and you read the description and a handful of reviews, you'll know right away if the book is for you or not. I am accessible through my website, Mary Shores, S-H-O-R-E-S dot com. And of course, I've got Instagram, Twitter. I love LinkedIn. So anybody who wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, that's great. I also have a small Facebook community called Fearless Ambition. And I am like playing around in there every single day. Cool. Just for those listening that, that if you're like, hey, you know what? I've got this down. And one of the things that, you know, not too long ago, I had uh, Mike Williams on the show who wrote Getting Things Done for Teens. And I'm a time management guy and I can't get my kids to do the time management stuff nearly as much as somebody else could because I'm a parent or I'm a friend. If you If you know that this stuff, if you're like, you know what? I love what Mary talked about. And I can totally see how this I'm already doing some of this, but I know someone who could use this, get them this book because that I mean, that's the next best thing that you could do for 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 yourself is to give them the gift of of having more conscious communications, not just with others, obviously, I mean, although that'd be nice if they could start communicating consciously with you, but with themselves because that's such a massive gift and it's it's the gift that just keeps on giving so mary thanks so much for joining me today i really appreciate it my pleasure mike and that's how things went down a great conversation with mary shores i encourage you to check out everything that we spoke about including picking up her book and everything in the show notes uh all the links are there any you know all the stuff we talked about and, uh, you know, again, a great conversation. Um, you know, it's always fun when I get to talk to somebody about like communication, because I think that that's really important. Now, you're listening to me communicate to you right now. And what I'd like to communicate to you is that it really is helpful if you enjoyed this podcast, or if you even just want to offer feedback, ratings and reviews, wherever you're listening to them, Apple podcasts is where we, and when I say we, my producer, John Polster and I look there quite regularly to see what we're getting in terms of ratings and reviews. And I'm learning a lot. Uh, you know, even though we record episodes in advance, uh, there's always room for me to learn uh, and figure out what I can do better. Uh, but we also like hearing praise, too. So, uh, again, ratings uh, are great because it helps people find the show. Reviews give context uh, and, and, and a little bit more value 
to those to those ratings and to the podcast. So if you have a moment, a spare moment only takes a, a moment or two, just say, hey, you know what? I'm listening to the Productivities Podcast. I listened to this particular episode, and here's what I liked. Here's what I think could be better. Uh, I'd love to get more of those. So again, ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to podcasts. And if you're not getting the Productivities Podcast regularly in your podcast application of choice, there's an easy way to fix that. Just subscribe to the show. I produce uh, episodes well in advance, but they are released every single week. So uh, there's quite the catalog and you can go back and listen to old episodes and then make sure that you're not missing any episodes going forward. So just hit that subscribe button as well. And then who knows, maybe you'll be listening long enough that you can give a more uh, more uh, balanced, informed, whatever rating and review. So Pick one of those things to do. There's your call to action and uh, <laughs> and get going on that. Um, so again, thanks to Mary Shores for joining me this week on the show. Thanks to John Polster for producing the show. Thanks to my team for putting together show notes and all that. Thanks to my sponsors. Uh, of course, Blinkist uh, is a sponsor. Uh, again, can't say enough good things about them. In fact, I'm not going to say any more good things about them because I want you to figure out all the goodness yourself. Blinkist.com slash timecrafting to start your free seven-day trial. And also, I'd like to thank the UCI Division of Continuing Education for sponsoring the show as well. Visit ce.uci.edu slash podcast and then enter that promo code podcast to get 15% off almost every course that they have to offer. And last but not least, I'd also like to thank you for listening. Without you, there is no show. And I hope you'll be back next week to be part of the show once again. I'm Mike Barty, the host of the Productivity is Podcast, reminding you... Until next time, stop guessing and start going. We'll see you later. Bye.